0: Hey, everybody. How are you? It's another Tuesday night with Isaac Jamal, Certified Life Coach, and I am really excited to be with everybody tonight. Um, there's been a lot going on uh, that I'd love to share with everybody. Uh, first thing is is that right now, live, um, on the podcast, we have created a Facebook group called the SY Community Inner Circle, and for all those that have been participating or were at the event and have gotten connected, um, I'm live now on Facebook, so you could see me recording from the from the office. So I'm excited to see everybody there. Um, we had an amazing event a couple of weeks ago. It was a Tuesday night, and um, we had over 1,200 people respond to our uh, event and program, and we had over 100 people. Uh, On an evening that I think most people were very, very busy uh, getting their uh, kids, Uh, they had the uh, parent-teacher conference, and we still had an amazing turnout. We had an amazing night. I was able to work and discuss and talk to a lot of people that were interested in knowing how to keep up with the stress of keeping up, of people just having a day-to-day struggle and stress and dealing with that and I was able there to offer my own personal story in my transition in my life how when I was younger um, significant and a duality that I lived with was something that I struggled with and how God's hand kinda guided me into becoming a life coach and that story uh, for me is something that I've been wanting to tell for a while, so I got an opportunity, so I thank everybody that showed up and listened to that story. It meant a lot to me. Uh, My mother was in the audience as well as my wife and my kids, and it was a great opportunity for me to be able to share and discuss some of the things that we've been speaking about on these podcasts, um, mainly achievement versus fulfillment, and that one can achieve financially or socially or in any field Uh, health-wise, but still have this sense of not feeling fulfilled or happy. And that was one of the topics there. And there we kind of gave a suggestion that it's time that we start learning that being vulnerable is okay and exposing ourselves is okay because – and a lot of people came up to me in the the room afterwards, after I shared my story – and said that they felt that a part of themselves, or they found a part of themselves resonate in the story that I was telling. And it's not unique to Isaac Jamal. It's something that is therapeutic for everyone that shares their story. And I encourage people even on the group to share something inspirational, something difficult. Uh, Today, someone told me that they had watched a video that I had put out talking about fear and how that helped them today. And that was the purpose of me creating the group. So first, I'd like to offer to all those that are listening to the podcast, if you have your cell phones or you have a computer, you can do this one of two ways. Either you can go to Facebook, and look up SY Community Inner Circle or I'm sorry, SY Community Inner Tribe. And you can ask to join the group. We will uh, approve those people that we feel that are uh, belonging to the group. And we want to share there. So we have a little bit of a description of what the group is. And or you can go to ourinnertribe.com if you have Facebook, it'll be really easy for you, and you'll be able to um, connect through Messenger to our group. So please share our, sh- you know, share and join our group. We'd love to get – we have about, I think, 65 people now, and we're hoping to uh, get more so that it can grow, so that we can share and we can have a common tribe, a common people that are all looking for personal growth and development in any area of their lives and join us so we can share and we can grow um, I want to join I want to say um, hello and I'm welcoming everybody that's watching me live on Facebook um, we are now giving a live podcast so tonight's subject is preparing for the new year now Roshana is quickly coming and whatever preparations you're making or not people are preparing for holiday Uh, They might be preparing meals, they might be preparing themselves, there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with Rosh Hashanah, people feeling like a whole new year, and what's going to be, maybe this sense or verbiage of judgment befalls on us, and we feel this sense of stress, and what's going to be with the coming year? You know, we want more of the same, more of the blessings that we've had, we want more of the fulfillment that we have, or... If we're stuck in some type of pattern, whether it be stress or whether it be anger or whether it be um, depression, any of those, we want to stop that cycle. So the first thing I'd really like to talk to you guys about is that your past does not equal your future. Your past does not equal your future. No matter how old you are. You might be a teenager. You might be in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. It doesn't matter. Today, this moment can be a shift in your life that changes you forever. And if you think about that, all the major decisions you've made in your life, you've made in flat one second. Now, you might have had a lot of analytical parts to it, asked a lot of friends, opinions, and you wanted to know a lot about that, but... The decisions that you made came in one second, and then your life was changed forever. Your spouse, the school you went to, the job, the career, anything possible in your life that you find yourself in now, at a moment in time, you made a decision, and that changed everything. So the first thing we need to really have resonate and have inside of us really start to, you know, marinate and grow is that our past does not equal our future. Whatever stories you might be telling yourself, whatever is holding you back doesn't have to hold you back anymore. And we can put intent in creating our future. And there's some interesting ways to do that. And let me take you maybe on a a little bit of an idea or a journey. If, or if you can remember maybe a scenic view, or a moment where you were in a happy place, in a pleasurable place, somewhere where you were feeling good. So if you're maybe even on a beach or on an ocean, or it could be just having an ice cream, whatever your flavor might be, strawberry, vanilla, pistachio, chocolate, whatever it might be, for me it's vanilla, but if we could take a moment, and we can focus on having ice cream. Just think about it. Imagine having ice cream, eating ice cream. And it's your favorite flavor, and it's got the toppings that you want, and it's just a perfect weather out. And that moment, try to extend it as much as possible. There's a sensation, a feeling that happens or takes us over in that moment and that joy that emotional joy that happiness comes back to us I want to teach everybody that we can all do that on a constant basis i trying to I apologize for the break trying to go back live on Facebook let's see if we could do that again There's an extension. We can extend positive thinking or extend positive moments in our minds except that a lot of the times we are programmed to look for what's not working or what's bad or what's dangerous. And the same way we can dwell on what might happen in a negative way we can dwell on positive things. We can dwell on emotional experiences that have been pleasurable to us. And if we focus on those times and those moments where we were able to succeed, where we were able to take all of ourselves and we were able to push forward, those are the feelings that we want to bring back to ourselves right now when we're about to start a new year. When we want to start putting intent into this coming year, And recognizing, again, that our past is not our future, that we can put intent to our future and we can change whatever dynamic we're in right now. And even if you're doing amazing and you're enjoying every moment, what's the next level for you? Where do you push? Where in your life do you want to expand? Do you want to grow? I want you to think about that for a moment, because... One of the key components, one of the most important things into putting intent into what we want this upcoming year is knowing exactly what you want. And a lot of the times I speak with clients and I speak with people and it's very easy they tell me I don't want, you know, I I, I don't want to struggle financially anymore. I don't want to be confused with what I want to do in my future. I don't want to be single anymore. I want to finally meet that person. I, I, I've been meeting the, the wrong people. What is it that you want? It's an important question to answer. What do you want? Think about it for a moment. Do you want a better or healthier lifestyle? Do you want better physique? Do you want to lose some pounds? Do you want more money? Do you want a better relationship? With your spouse, do you want a better relationship with your siblings? Do you want a better relationship with your friends? Do you want to have real friends? Do you want to get out of the cycle of anxiety or worry? What are the things that you really want? And if you could get out a piece of paper, I'd like you to write down in 12 months from now, I would like. in 12 months from now I would like. And that could be anything. Sky's the limits. I want to take off the boundaries of limitation. Unlimited. Uh, so I was speaking to someone on Friday, and he's in the real estate business. And he has this passion for cars. He loves cars. He's been thinking about them, souping them up, maybe opening up a shop. And then he said to me, but this is just for fun, right? This is not real because it would never go anywhere. And it's moments like that that we feel utterly limited or we limit ourselves to say it better. And taking those limitations off of us, start dreaming about what it is you want. Start dreaming about that passionate relationship. Start dreaming about climbing the corporate ladder start dreaming about the things that you've always wanted when when you were a kid you dreamt and there were no limitations you know and some of the you know some of the, some of the more uh, difficult tasks or achievements that a person I want to be an astronaut I want to be an interior designer I want to be a computer programmer I want to make blankets and keep people warm At night, whatever that might be for you, take the limitations off and dream. Go deep into your heart, go deep into your feelings, and dream up a dream that speaks to you, that fulfillment, that enjoyment, that something that you want to give the world that only you can give. And stop feeling that it might be strange or awkward. It's not. It's coming from inside of you, and it might just be why you were created, what your purpose was, what your intent, when uh, God created your spirit and soul, that was the intent that he put into it. And it's speaking to you. It could be anything from uh, reading, or possibly you know, enjoying reading, and you want to put out a book, or you enjoy music, anything in the arts or something even more personal about maybe becoming a coach, maybe becoming a social worker or a therapist. Maybe you want to be a nurse or you want to be a doctor or a lawyer because you love arguing. Dream big and know exactly what it is that you want. So again, I want you to take out a piece of paper and I want you to start writing. In 12 months from now, I would like to dot, dot, dot. And jot down a couple of things. I'd like to lose 20 pounds. I'd like to get married this year. I'd like to meet my significant other. I'd like to start that charitable organization that I've been thinking about. I've been, or maybe that political movement, whatever it might be. Dream big. You got it? I hope you're thinking. And you guys on Facebook that are watching me live, if you have any comments or any questions, just type them in because I'd love to maybe us you know put that into what it is we're speaking here on on the radio live so now that you have or you know what it is that you want under that I want you to write what is standing in your way what's standing in the way of you getting whatever it is that you want what's holding you back from losing those patents What's holding you back from getting that job or leaving your job and entering into the career that you want? What's holding you back from meeting the person that you want? And it's an interesting thing because I've been working with a client. She's 26 years old, a beautiful young woman. She works. She's an entrepreneur. And she's been struggling with finding the right one. And over the summer, somewhere in the middle of our sessions, I had her do exactly what I'm doing with you guys now. I had her put on a piece of paper, what is it that you want, and what's holding you back. And she wrote down that she wanted to be married within 12 months. I then asked her more details, and you guys should do this as well, what type of guy would you like? And she wrote the type of person that she would like to meet. And what would you like out of the relationship? well, it'd be a nice balance of him being sensitive, but strong enough for for me to be able to feel comfortable with him. And she was here in my office just yesterday. And she's been dating someone now for not too long, only about a month and a half. But what I made her do is go back to the sheet of where she put her intent. And she was floored that the intent she put into what she was searching for is what she found. Because what happens, what happens is that once we've, we put our brain into motion, once we start looking for what it is that we want, our brain automatically starts focusing on that. Now, it's a scientifical term, but it's called the reticular activation system or the RAS, Reticular Activation System, the RAS. And the RAS works to filter out anything in your brain that might be overloading. Because if we were able to take in what our eye can actually see or what our brain can actually filter, we would kind of like just pass out from overload of information. So the Reticular Activation System, and if you're listening, Um, If you're driving, be careful, but if you're listening in and you're at home or you're in some type of a a, a room, I'd like you to do this. I'd like you to quickly, within like 10 seconds or so, I'd like you to look around the room and look for everything that's blue. Go. Blue, 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 everything that's blue. You got it? Good. Good. Now, without turning and without moving your head, I want you to point out everything yellow. And all of a sudden, your heads are twisting and saying, wait a minute, yellow, I wasn't looking for yellow. Now, your eyes saw yellow as you were looking for blue. But because your brain was focused, laser focused on blue, those are the colors that you saw. Reticular Activation System. Now, this works with just about anything we focus on. So if you're looking for the right guy or the right girl, if you're looking for that job that's going to make you happy or that career or that business, you are now going to find things that are going to be attracted to what you intended in your brain. Now, make it simple for everybody. How many times have you learned about a new car or you've seen a new car and all of a sudden you're driving down the street and now all of a sudden you've seen this car a million times? What is it inside of us that actually does that? It's the reticular activation system. Putting intent to what we want and what is standing in our way so that we can eliminate it will help us prepare for this new year. It'll help us put intent into what it is that we want. And, like we said originally, we can start new. We can start over. Our past doesn't equal our future. So, what are those things that you've jotted down that might hold you back? Is it that maybe you don't have the time? Maybe you don't have the resources? Maybe you don't have the ability. Maybe you don't have the education. All those, I, I, I guess I'm in, I'm in a dating mode tonight, but you know, I haven't met the right person. Well, what do you want from me? How am I going to do that? Well, it's very funny that if you put intent and you know what it is that you're looking for, all of a sudden, they could show up. So what's standing in your way? Not going out enough, Uh, not being introduced, there's not enough single guys, not enough single girls, they live in the city, I live in Brooklyn, I live in Brooklyn, they live in the city, I'm not in the circles, I'm working too much. All these stories, all these limitations, hold us back from attaining whatever it is that we want. And the only thing, the only thing standing in your way are the things that you jotted down. So if you can, like a ninja, attack that list of things that are holding you back, then you will attain what it is that you want. Are you ready for that? Are you really ready to get what it is that you want? Because it's possible. This year coming up can be the most amazing year you've ever had in your life. What you need to do is know what it is that you want and go get it. You need to commit to it. You need to know that there's nothing going to stand in your way of attaining whatever it is that you want. And you can have it. You can have it. It might take hard work. It might take a numerous amount of failures before you attain it. But if you know what it is that you want and nothing will stand in your way, you can have it. I heard a interesting um, piece of information. Fact, yesterday, um, I like. I have a app called Blinkist. Now, Blinkist is a way for us to get books, and they have them in these blinks. Well, I forget what book it was that I was, you know, listening to. It's about. It takes about twelve minutes, and if you listen to it on. or 1.50, it'll take you about seven or eight minutes, but you can do about a book a day, so you can get that information. I like to do that because I always like a new technique, a new way for me to be able to advance, a new way for me to be able to grow and kind of sketch my way into getting back into center, back into focus. And one of the things I heard yesterday about failure and knowing what you're committed to and not stopping is that Dr. Seuss all those books that we've read when we were kids, went, with the original author went to 27 different publishing homes or houses and got rejected. 27. Now, how many of us after the second, third, fourth, fifth time would have said, I said, I'm done. I guess this is not for me. How many of us would have bowed out? How many of us would have said, forget about it? I tried, i got to try something else. 27 times. On the 28th time, he got published. Dr. Seuss. And there's so many stories like that. So many stories. There's a story about Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. I'm not going to go into length, but basically he sold his dog. Anyone that's seen the movie, his dog, Buckus, was really his dog, and he sold him for like $300 just so that he can have food. And then landed Rocky after numerous amount of times of people telling him, you'll never star in the movie. And he took less money and took a cut of the movie and he was committed. He was sure that he was going to make this movie and he was going to star in it. And history speaks for itself. If we make that commitment of moving forward, if we make that commitment To not letting anything stand in our way. No stories. Not having resources. Well, I'm going to be resourceful with the resources that I have. And we're going to make it happen. And I am going to step into my genius. I'm going to step into my potential. I am going to become the person I've always known that I can be. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to let yourself go and allow yourself the space to walk into your genius, into your potential? Here are some things that might help you along the way. First of all, the number one thing, whatever's on your list of things that might be in your way, the core of what it is that is holding you back is the sense of fear. I am afraid. And fear manifests itself in many different ways. Fear manifests itself in anxiety and stress. And you might feel so comfortable in stress and anxiety that if you're not worried, you might feel irresponsible. I have a lot of clients like that. I have a lot of people who um, I don't have a lot of clients who are sad or depressed, but this works the same way. You might get you might have gotten comfortable in feeling sad. Or what I like to use, and most people like don't like hearing it, but kinda like looking for Hazit love. Just that I'm a you know, I'm looking for some type of sympathy from somebody and you've gotten used to that so you tell people your problems and what's going wrong and all that all these things are really masks for fear anger I have one client that suffers from being upset all the time he's angry at everything Everything's someone else's fault all these habits ...that we have masked ourselves with. We're masking ourselves because we are utterly afraid. And what is it that we're afraid of? We're afraid that we're not truly enough. Now what does that mean? That I'm not enough. That you're not good enough. That you're not good enough for your mom or your dad. That you're not good enough for your spouse. That you're not good enough for your teacher... You're not good enough for your mentor. You're not good enough for your boss. You're not good enough for your friends. You don't look the same or you don't look good enough. You don't dress well enough. Your car is not enough. Your house is not enough. Your financial status is not enough. That you need to be more than what you really are. And why fear leads to not feeling enough, and why don't I feel like I am enough? What's the fear of not being enough? It's the fear that I won't be liked or loved. If I just showed up as me, Isaac, Zuki, then I'm not enough because I'm quirky. So I'm strange because I have some crazy ideas about personal growth and relationships and, you know, wanting to make a difference and wanting to make a change. Being vulnerable and telling people my story. Now, who, what kind of crazy person will want to do that? But that's who I am. Who are you? And are you prepared to believe that you're enough? Are you prepared to walk into your genius. Now, I want to share with you, just scrolling here because I have it written down. I want to share with you some of the mantras that I've been sharing with a lot of my clients. I think this is very important for people that suffer from worry and anxiety, even in a little bit. Um, not being certain about what's going to happen and being very uncomfortable with uncertainty because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Now, think about that for a moment. You're worried about what might happen. It, at the end, might happen and it might not. But the stress, the anxiety, the worry that I'm feeling in this present moment is what I'm actually afraid of feeling afterwards. So we're causing our own sense of finality in worrying about what it might be. And can anybody really predict or know what's going to happen in 10 seconds from now? There's probably a mathematical equation or some odds that things are going to happen, but is it guaranteed? I don't think anybody can say that they are. You can be doing unbelievably financially. You might be you know, in some type of a business or some type of a service, and something happens, like a 9-11, and everything closes down. Can't shift the goods that you We're expected to. Can't connect to the people. There's so many uncertain things in our lives. Focusing on or understanding that there is no control. That control is truly an illusion. And that, yeah, it takes faith to be able to stay centered and balanced through the day. Because if you put it on scales, and we're in Rosh Hashanah now, I want you to take out your scales. One side put fear, and the other side put faith. So if your fear is weighing down, then your faith is lifting up. So you're feeling afraid, having less faith. But if the side of faith would be pushed down, your scale would tip and fear would almost be eliminated. And that's an idea for Rosh Hashanah to go in. Where are you going to go in? Are you going to go in utterly afraid? Or are you going to have the faith to know that I'm being guided? That whatever's going to happen to me is going to be the absolute best. And that I can... Or I am involved in co-creating my future. And it's not random. That I can put intent and I can put focus and commitment. So here, I want to go back to giving you some ideas. And giving you some mantras that you can work on. And I'll post this um, in our group in the, again, the SY Community Inner Tribe, if you have Facebook and you're listening, you can go to SY Community Inner Tribe and you can uh, ask to join our group and we will approve it. Or you can go to ourinnertribe.com and you can get into the group there and we, again, we'll approve it. And I'll post this later, but here's some ideas, here's some concepts that I want some people to start monitoring or repeating in their heads during the day, or when you wake up in the morning, or when you're about to go to sleep at night, I will no longer be addicted to fear or worry. And if it's sadness or depression or anger or any other negative uh, emotion or um, thought process or analysis that you go through, then substitute fear and worry with whatever it is. Now, I will no longer be addicted to being sad or, or being depressed. I will no longer be addicted to being angry and upset all the time. I will no longer be addicted to blaming others. I will no longer be addicted to playing the victim or feeling like a victim. And then I want you to take another step. What am I really afraid of? What is it that I'm really afraid of? And if you have an answer, ask ask. Well, okay, if that happens, then what am I afraid of? Until you get to the point that there's no more bottom. So I'm afraid that uh, I won't be able to make enough money, and if I'm not going to have enough money. I'm not going to be able to support my family. If I'm not going to be able to support my family, my wife, my, my husband, my children are going to go hungry, and that's going to be all my fault. And if it's going to be all my fault, then you know I'm, af- I'm afraid to be put in that position And now they're not loving me and they're not happy with me because I wasn't able to provide what I promised. And almost every time you get to the bottom of it, it will be a sense of disappointment that someone might be giving you. I hope I'm not going too fast. So Anybody that's on Facebook, you can let me know um, as you're listening. Just shoot me a, a, a message so that I know if I'm going too fast. So... To go back, I will no longer be addicted to fear, worry, dot, 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 for you. Why am I really afraid, sad, angry, and answer those questions. And then I want you to think of courage. What is courage? And courage means not that you're not afraid, that I am afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's courage. Courage means I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. The next one is a faithful statement or mantra Hashem or God, or whatever it is you might believe in. This will work for anybody. Whatever it is that you believe is your creator, your source energy, for me it's Hashem and God. And I know we're on a Jewish station, so if anyone would like to have a conversation with me. I'm always ready to have that. But God loves me unconditionally always. God loves me unconditionally always. And underline the always. And I always say this to my clients, and I think it's a deep concept. And I do this sometimes, but I I believe this statement to be true. When our spirit soul had its moment of being created there was intent put into that creation there was a thought process as to what this soul where it was gonna go what family what mission it had and there was intent put into it and if you believe like I do that God has the ability to have foresight as to what the future is going to be for this soul and spirit all the decisions we're gonna make all the mistakes we're going to make, all the things we're going to decide along the way from the time we're born until they put us in a box and they put us into the ground. And he created that soul anyway. So for me to believe that I just did something or decided something, and now he doesn't love me anymore, it just doesn't, the math doesn't add up to me because he knew I was going to do it anyway. I know there's this whole conversation about free choice. We have free choice. Not for tonight, but we have free choice, but he knows what I'm going to do anyway. And there's lengthy conversations about that question in itself. But God loves me unconditionally always. Mm. For me, that just gives me this solace, this nice, comfortable feeling that I'm loved always, no matter what this is the next one I am enough at all times I am enough at all times the way you are in whatever emotional state you are wherever you are in the world at this present moment in every present moment you are enough just the way you are at this moment in every moment I am enough at all times again underlining all this one was tough for me when I first started monitoring on this one I deserve everything that's coming to me and more that's a tough one I deserve that means that I have to remove the self-critical the self-judging person inside of me to say I deserve everything and more And the way I reconcile it for myself is it's just because God's a giver, and he's so good, and he wants to give me. So if he wants to give it to me, then I deserve it. Simple as that. I don't let the analytical brain go further than that and judge my actions, and what should I do, and do I really deserve it, and I'm not good enough, and I could have done this better, and that mistake. I don't go there. I keep it very simple. I deserve everything coming to me and more. One of the most basic things that we can really not take any credit or can't say that we earned is our physical heart. Your heart was, I think, one of the first things created when you were a small little speck in your mother's stomach. Your heart. We didn't do anything to earn a heart, but it was given to us anyway. That means we deserve the heart we have. We deserve, thank God, our eyesight or our ability to hear, our ability to walk and use our hands. Those are all things that we deserve only because they were given to us. And that's us accepting it. Which brings me to the next part. I accept all parts of myself lovingly. I accept all parts of myself lovingly. Now, there are multiple personalities in each and every single human being. There's always multiple conversations. There's the one that wants to be certain. There's the one that wants to be wild. The ones that, to, to, that want more pleasure. The ones that's more balanced out. There's always multiple con- uh, uh, conversations going on in our brain, multiple personalities in all of us, and accepting every single one of those bringing them together asking uh, I I find myself doing this and I told you I was strange so I don't mind exposing myself even further sometimes in my own head when I have come to a decision I'll stop and I'll ask myself does everybody agree does everybody agree and I'll take a vote and I'll make sure that everyone's on the same page so that we can move forward strange no Try it. See if it works. Identify the different people inside of you if you can. Take a piece of paper and work on that. I accept all parts of myself lovingly. Don't beat yourself up. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop being so critical and so judgmental. I know a lot of people feel that if they don't have the anxiety, if they don't have the self-criticism, that they won't grow or they won't be motivated. But if you find your true passion and what it is that you love to do, you don't need to beat yourself up with a whip or a stick to get yourself to do it. You only need to do that to someone who truly doesn't want to do it. So I accept all parts of myself lovingly. I deserve extreme abundance in my life always. Abundance. Financial abundance, love as an abundance, uh, shelter as an abundance, uh, friends as an abundance, uh, anything you can think of as just an abundance. Air, water, everything is so abundant, but the things that we want, we deserve them. In extreme abundance in your life. And be open to accept that abundance. Accept that blessing that might come your way. Now, this is a, a, might be a podcast in the future, but a lot of us self-sabotage. When things start to get so good, we start saying to ourselves, something bad has to happen. And we create that intent in our mind and we slowly hurt ourselves or our being or our thought process and we self-sabotage. Make sure that whatever person inside of you that's the happiest is the one in charge all the time. That little playful kid inside of you. Yeah, he's an adult now, or she's an adult now. Or she's learning, or he's learning how to be an adult. But don't lose that sense of humor, that fun, that playfulness inside of you, and put them in charge of you always. So my friend Larry said that we've given a new term to the Uh, to, to the letters BB. BB stands for belly breathing. When you're nervous, when you're anxious, when you're feeling a little sad, breathe from your belly. And just let it out. Belly breathing will help us. And here's some things to remember. The quality of my life truly depends upon how much uncertainty I'm able to accept. The quality of my life, and we've said this before, but it's so true. The quality of my life truly depends upon how much uncertainty I'm able to accept in my life. Because if you can deal with the uncertainties and you can bring them on and you can just deal with them then you're truly living. You're out there. You're, you know, deal, you know, dealing with the unexpected. Bring it on. And that's the attitude that we come and That quality of life automatically goes up. And here I want to say something on both ends. Achievement, financial or social success, without fulfillment is worthless. Achievement, financial or social success without fulfillment is worthless. But I want to say it on the flip side, that fulfillment without achievement is also worthless because you can work out during the day and you can meditate forever but then have nothing to do for the rest of the day. You have no goals, no aspirations, no achievements, and there needs to be a balance between all that stuff. So going into this new year, We've given you a lot of mantras, first of all. But we've also taught you a little bit how to put intent, write down what it is that you want, what's standing in the way of that, and once you finally commit and won't take no for an answer, that you can achieve exactly what it is that you want. Now here's some th- three more ideas, very quickly without going into them, but something that you should jot down and you should remember always grow constantly grow personally constantly read more Uh, educate yourself more find new ways to uh, maybe exercise, find new ways to diet, just grow, grow as a person take on more all the time because growth or progress will constantly make you feel fulfilled excuse me The next point, never judge. I don't care if there's someone walking out of a cave with a bloody knife and they find someone dead inside of it. Don't judge. Don't judge anybody because we don't truly know or understand where they're coming from. And the perspective that we see might be completely wrong, and it might be a whole different perspective as to what's really going on inside that person. So never judge. And third and finally, always give. Give, 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 give. Just give unconditionally. I said this, I think, in the podcast before because it resonated with me. It stayed with me so much. But Aleha Shalom, uh, Rebetz and Young Rice was talking about a couple that came to her office. And they were going through a terrible divorce. And she was talking to them and she wanted to know what happened. And she, they said to her that the love died. And she laughed. And they said, well, why are you laughing? She says, well, love doesn't die. Because love, from the Hebrew word ahava, or hav, means to give. It's not that the love dried up, or the love died. It's the giving stopped. And give, even when you're not giving back. We've gotten so used to, what am I getting out of this relationship? What do I gain from it? Take, 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 take. And I always say, someone can you know, uh, seem like they're giving. And the example I like to give is when possibly someone is donating some uh, money if they're going up to an Ali t- by the Torah, and they're donating something, or there's... Whatever, whatever the scenario might be, but they're donating money. Say they want to donate $500, $1,000, $10,000. But they might be seeming like they're giving, but if their intent to give is to receive honor, that they're not giving at all. They're actually taking. And we have to look inside of ourselves to see whether or not we're taking or giving. Give, 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 give. If you can grow constantly, if you can stay away from judgments, and you can give unconditionally, that is a recipe to be fulfilled and happy and overjoyed constantly. I can't say that or express that deeply enough. Constantly grow, never judge, and always give. I want to talk a little bit about going into this new year. I've decided to push back my program date because we've had so many people that are inquiring, um, especially after the event last week. So many people have had a lot of questions, and I want to take an opportunity on Facebook and on the podcast to talk about it a little bit and give you an idea of why I created the group. I have found after several, well, really coaching for 13 years, um, professionally here in the community for about three, and I found that the people that I've been working with have breakthroughs very quickly in sessions, very quickly. If they're committed, within a week or two, their life really starts to shape into what it is that they want. And after two, three months, it's completely different. They're on a different trajectory. They're on the path of success to what they want and what they deem successful. But what I find is after sessions stop, that they kind of revert back to where their operating system is or where their home is, their emotional home is. And then we have to start up again. And I truly believe that a person, to have a breakthrough and for them to stick with it, it takes 90 days. 90 days of commitment will change and break a habit or an operating system. And I'm not just talking about some nice tips like we're talking about here on the podcast, but really getting into the depth of Rewiring your brain. If you're anxious, how to never make you anxious again. If you're angry, how to stay not angry. If you're depressed or sad, to get you out of that forever. And I gave a lot of thought to how I would be able to accomplish that. What can I give our people who I love so dearly and I feel a lot of the time are suffering for no reason? I truly. I truly believe that, that our people suffer a lot of the times for absolutely no reason. They don't have to. It's an education that we need, whether it's our relationships, whether it's us personally, anything possible. Anything is possible. And it's possible now. It's not something in the future. It's not something you can have. It's something now. But it does take a commitment. It does take hard work for us to be able to do that. And in thinking of all that, I thought of and created from Stuck to Unleashed. Now, I want to take a minute and explain to you what I've put in for myself into that thought process. I want to try to give everybody, me, Isaac Jamal, for 90 days. Now, how do I do that without living with you? So, every week for 12 weeks... I will have a group dynamic, and I got to speak about the group for a minute because it's important. We, and you know, like I said before, I I'm the I'm the one that goes first. I'm the one that exposes themselves and vulnerability and communicates first. And I did that the other night at the event, telling my story, and people, you know, it seemed to resonate with them beautifully, and I was so touched by everybody and their responses to me. And being vulnerable in front of others has this healing to it. And sharing your story is gonna help me. And it's gonna help the next person next to you that might be going through the same things because yes, we have different details in our lives, but mostly the human life and the human story has so many overlapping components. And as a community, as the Jewish community, it's time for us to start sharing. It's time for us to start opening up and understanding that we have so much value to share with others. And the group dynamic is where it can happen. So I've done two groups in this program. One group will be the total group and as many people as sign up to the group where I will be coaching you in a specific manner in getting you the results that you want and the way I've created it in my career is it's really a three-step process so month one will be teaching you how to discover what your operating system is what makes you tick what is it in your past and we'll do an exercise called three years of therapy in three minutes we will get you to understand why it is that you feel love in certain areas or pressurize yourself in others. And we'll discover, you will discover who and what you're made of. And that'll be for the first month. And the weeks have exercises that you will be interactive with me on a day-to-day basis. You'll be logging into an app and you will be communicating with me on a day-to-day basis so that I can chart your success and hold you accountable if you feel like you're struggling just like a coach would in a gym or in a soccer field or on a basketball court so that I can help you develop what it is that you want so you can break out of whatever it is you're in. Once a week, we will have smaller groups so that we can have a lengthier, more in-depth conversation about what's going on with you and the people that are in your group. And then once a week, you'll have a 20- to 30-minute one-on-one coaching session on the phone so that we can connect with you personally to see what's happening. 90 days. It's an opportunity that if you're ready to commit in this upcoming year to changing your life forever, no longer feeling sad, no longer feeling anxiety, no no longer feeling anger, stepping into your potential, stepping into the person that you can be and always wanted to be and believe that you can be, then from Stuck to unleash this for you. It was designed for you. Please reach out. I want to help in any capacity that I can, as many people as I can. I'm even willing to come if people would like uh, maybe an evening of 10, 15, or 20 people where we can discuss some of these details I am more than happy to set this up with people so that we can get the message out there. It needs to start really starting to resonate with people. Um, I'm running out of time, but I want to continue this discussion. I also want to announce that on October 6th, we're going to be having another event for uh, young uh, young entrepreneurs, um, single people that uh, we will have a night of just Q&A and just that whole dynamic of what's going on in their age group between 20 and 35. Uh, you know, it's a whole interesting thing that's going on there. So we're going to be addressing that on October 6th. Look out for the flyers. Um, and thank you. I mean, just thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for all your comments. Again, if you want to join our Facebook group, it's our Inner, our OurInnerTribe.com or go to Facebook, and look up SY Community, Inner Tribe, and we will let you in. Have a Shana Borechet. You should have all your dreams should come true this year. Health, wealth, success, fulfillment, achievement, in every way possible. Shalom Bayit. Nahat uh, from your kids. And most of all, most of all, Yeshuva Dar and peace within yourself and within your families, communities, and the world at large. Shabbat Shalom.